0: Hey y'all, my name is Delaney Peterson and I'm so excited that you're listening to Words Like Honey. This podcast is for high school and college girls. My prayer is that this will be an encouragement to you in your personal walk with Jesus. Hello everybody, what is up? Thanks so much for tuning into Words Like Honey again. I can't believe that this is already the fifth episode of this podcast, y'all. This has been such a journey and such a blessing. And I just want to thank all of you guys for all of the positive feedback that you've been giving me. Um, And if you guys ever have any suggestions for stuff that you want to hear, topics you want to hear about, Please head to Words Like Honey podcast on Instagram. I would love to interact with you guys and hear what you want to listen to. And I've been posting a lot of Bible verses and I'm going to do another giveaway soon. So head to the Instagram if you aren't already following me. This week, we are going to talk about something that I've been talking about since the beginning of this podcast. So if you listen to Welcome to Words Like Honey, the very first episode, you'll remember that I talk a lot about our words and that's why this podcast is named words like honey because our words carry a lot of weight the title of this episode is sticks and stones after the famous rhyme sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me i'm sure that we can all agree that that is not true every single person has been affected by words that have hurt that have stung that have really just torn us down But we also have been affected by words that have lifted us up, words that have encouraged us, words that have made us feel so loved and worthy and noticed. This episode, we're going to be talking a lot about words and the power of our speech. We're going to talk about how we can use our tongue in a God-honoring way. I feel that often the emphasis in religion can tend to be based on actions. If you're going to church, joining Bible studies, you're not stealing, you're not murdering, we can sometimes fall into this lie that our actions matter and show our heart. That if we're checking all of these boxes, we're killing the game. God is loving it. That's all that matters. But that's legalism. That's thinking we are saved through obeying the commands Jesus gave to us. Yes, we are totally called to walk in a way that honors God, but also watching our speech is super important a lot of people might be like oh i'm in high school this is just what my friend group does i'm in college it's just what we do my coworkers and i chat about stuff like this we don't mean anything it's not hurtful it's just funny we're just joking around i get it i've been there i've been friends with people where a lot of what we talked about was full of gossip we were tear people down i've gone through phases and spent time with people where we were super passive aggressive towards each other It was all about the sarcasm, but underneath you could tell there was a hint of spite. And it was really hard to navigate and really hurtful. I get it. I've done it. I've said those things. But I've also been on the receiving end. That comment about your idea for a fun night or bringing out something you're really excited about only to be shot down. It hurts. I can think of many instances where people's words have hurt me. I was bullied in elementary school and I still remember some of the things girls said about me. I was called names to my face and laughed at and it was brutal. It made me really insecure for a long time. And yeah, I was in elementary school, but that's not the only instance. I still think about words said in a fight with an ex. It might have been in the heat of the moment, but wow, those words really stung. And I still sometimes think about these situations. You know, I've gone through a lot of forgiveness and a lot of healing and growth with a lot of my relationships, but those words, for some reason, just really carry. I also recall like going out to dinner, or going shopping with friends and interacting with really rude customers or employees, and it can just totally ruin the happy mood of the occasion. It can ruin a, di- a part of a vacation. Like words are powerful. They carry so much weight. Scars fade, broken bones heal, but words take up root in our heads and our hearts. And the Bible has a lot to say about words. Proverbs 18.21 cuts right to the chase. It says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Did you guys catch that? Our speech can bring about death, or it can bring about life. It's really an either-or statement, and that's not something to take lightly. But don't you see that play out in your own life? A compliment or an encouragement can totally make your day, but a rude comment can easily bring you down. And I'm sure all of us have been on both ends of that spectrum. So why does this matter? Why does the Bible talk so much about this? If you've ever opened up Proverbs, you'll see that that book is just full of wisdom. It tells you what we should do, what we should not do, and how to be wise. There's an entire book about wisdom and how to gain it. There are so many warnings. Besides hurtful words, the purity of our speech is also important. Ephesians 5.4 instructs us, Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. As believers, we are called to a higher standard. We are called to have what comes out of our mouth be thanksgiving, be honoring to the Lord, not foolish talk or crude joking. Why would we joke about the things we know that the Lord doesn't approve of? I think that calls into question our heart and our motives. What our hearts are full of is what's going to naturally flow out. What's on our heart is going to be what we think about and is going to be what comes out of our mouths. Sometimes this doesn't match up with what Jesus calls us to be. He tells us in Matthew 12, verses 36 through 37 I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. I don't know about you, but that is really convicting to me. We will have to stand before God one day and answer to him why we spoke words that hurt his beloved children. Do any of y'all tell your mom like everything, all the friendships and relationships in your life? As you can tell from my last episode, my mom and I are super close. If I tell her something that somebody said to me and that it was hurtful, she remembers And it makes her sad and angry that somebody would be mean to me or tear me down. Why? Because she sees the good in me and she loves me thoroughly. She wants me to be happy and feel loved and worthy. Imagine how much more so hurtful words sadden and anger our father in heaven. He loves you more than your parents, boyfriend, or friends ever could. He takes our words super seriously. I want to remind y'all though, there is grace. If you have trusted in Christ as your Lord and Savior of your life, you can rest knowing that Christ died for you and He covered all of your sins. God knows we will mess up. He knows our tendencies are evil. He just asks that we would confess and repent when we sin, drawing us closer to Him and allowing us to be more filled up in His love and His mercy. I think that our goal in this is not to be perfect, but to just try to honor God as best as we can. So how do we grow in honoring God in our speech? Let me ask you this, what music do you listen to? What TV shows do you watch? Do the lyrics glorify hookups? Are they demeaning? Do the people on the reality TV show that you're watching gossip about each other and pick fights and just slash each other to their faces? Do the characters make fat jokes? About a year ago, I went back and rewatched Friends from start to finish. I loved the show, thought it was so funny, would always say it's my favorite show, but I hadn't watched it since fully giving my life to Christ. And y'all, I was shocked at what I heard with those fresh ears. A lot of the so-called funny moments on the show are based on poking at the insecurities or shortcomings of the friend group. Monica is constantly heeding comments about her previous weight and how no one was attracted to her. That stings. I realized that the way these friends spoke to each other was not encouraging. And a lot of the guys' comments were really suggestive, revolving around sex or hookups or the physical appearance of girls and whether that was to their liking or not. I was so shocked. I didn't even realize that I was filling my head with really worldly talk. I didn't want to talk to my friends the way those characters talk to each other. I decided to stop watching that show because of the way it was affecting how I thought. For me, I noticed that when I listen to music that I maybe listen to in high school or listen to at parties, like, I'm a lot quicker to cuss. It slips out like it just comes naturally when I'm filling my head with and focusing on naturally wants to come out of my mouth. And I'm not saying that you only have to listen to worship music or you should only watch Bible documentaries, but I am suggesting that you take inventory about what you watch and listen to. It will affect you. I promise you in a similar way. When we spend time in God's word, goodness starts to flow out of us. Think of Ephesians 5 when it talks about the fruits of the spirit. When we grow in those, that's because we are being filled up with what reflects them. And what reflects fruits and goodness better than God? Oftentimes, our first instinct or whatever directly comes to mind is human. It's sin. It's evil. It's destruction. It's just what naturally flows out of us because we are not good. We are not wise on our own. We are. Don't have the capacity to be good on our own jesus corrects somebody when he's called good when he's called good teacher which is so crazy because i look at jesus and i'm like yeah he was pretty good but he says why do you call me good do you not know that only my father in heaven is good this is me paraphrasing but do you not know that only my father in heaven is good like jesus doesn't even count himself as equivalent to god So how is it then that we could naturally be good on our own? Another way to go on this is pretty simple, but it's a lot harder to put into practice. James 119 says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. You see, I am definitely not slow to anger and slow to speak. I love talking. Honestly, I've been told i'm a very quick-witted person i can just comprehend things super quickly and shoot back comments and a lot of times i'll get a lot of laughs but it's not very nice i didn't take time to stop and ask myself okay is this something i can joke about or is this something that they might be insecure in could they interpret this the wrong way do i even need to respond to this i started holding my breath literally just taking a couple seconds before i respond and letting the holy spirit flow out of me My inclinations, my impulses, my quick wit that I like to call it is really just rooted in my flesh. I was totally relying on my flesh. Once I started evaluating what I was saying, sometimes I decided that I didn't need to speak at all. I was quick to listen. I realized that not everything requires a response and sometimes just listening to people might be the best thing. If somebody talks to me about something that they're really excited about, okay, how can I respond in a way that's going to encourage them? How can I respond in a way that's going to build them up? What can I do to make them feel loved for what they just said? I think that we try to make everything a joke and I don't know if this is just our generation or just like self-deprecating or whatnot, but everything turns out to be a joke. Sarcasm is so quick and we really don't evaluate the effects that that could have. Another verse that I really like is Ephesians 5, 16 through 18. It says, walk by the spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. This wisdom, this walking by the spirit, can only truly come from the Lord. Having discretion in when to speak versus when to listen versus if you speak, what do you say, really takes time, it takes practice. Thinking again to the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, forbearance, aka patience, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are promised to grow in us when we are filling ourselves up with the Lord. What does that mean? It means reading his word, confessing sin, spending time in prayer. All these fruits come from above. They are not from ourselves. They are what pour out of us as believers when the Holy Spirit is in us. When Jesus is in us, when our heart is being just changed and shaped by the Lord, God knows that on our own, we don't have these characteristics. And so he intercedes for us. He wants people who call themselves followers of him, people who have submitted their lives to him to reflect him well. And so he gives us these tools to be able to do that. How can we honor God in our speech? What, are, what is our speech for? God has given us this ability to talk and praise him for that. But how can we use that to honor him? I absolutely love Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. I think this gives very clear instruction and helps us figure that out. It says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So there's two kind of parts built into this passage. One is actions. So it says meet with each other. It tells us that we need to spend that time together to spur each other on towards love and good deeds. Those are actions. We can reflect love and how we treat people or whether we're just praying for them. We can show love and good deeds through doing work. But it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on. And how do we spur one another on? How do we provide that encouragement? It says, encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Encouragement is so important. I feel that sometimes as Christians, we don't want to be praising. The person we don't want to be praising somebody for their work we want to be praising god's work in them and that's amazing and that's what we should focus on but we shouldn't be scared to tell somebody that i've been in a lot of bible studies or small group meetings and seen how simply telling somebody like hey that comment that you made is awesome Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for praying for me. How can I be praying for you? I think you're doing a great job. I'm sorry that you feel that way, but I want you to know that God gave you specific talents for a reason. God has a different plan for you. Like telling people these things, speak them out loud. Don't assume that somebody already knows that what they're doing is really inspirational to you. Don't assume things like that. Like let them know. We are under clear instruction to encourage each other. And so that's what we should be doing. Hype up your girls, like hype up the guys in your life, hype up your family, just pour love on each other. Again, I want to be clear in saying that I'm not wanting to y'all to like boast in each other and boast in your own doing and your own abilities. Everything that we have is from God. But God is glorified when we praise the things that his servants have done. God is reflected in our works. We can praise God's work through us. We can talk to each other and encourage one another. Do y'all have any people in your life that whenever you see them, they just give you the biggest smile. They talk to you like you are the only person in the world. They talk to you like you are their absolute best friend and you feel just so known and so loved and appreciated. Y'all like we can be those people for each other. I think of people like that in my life who take interest in what I'm saying, and I feel so good when I talk to them. It makes me want to talk to them more. It makes me want to know why they're so kind, you know? And so I think that as believers, we're called to be that person. Even going a step further, if any of you guys have dogs, so my older sister and then my mom and my little sister recently got dogs, the cutest puppies in the entire world. I am absolutely obsessed with them. And something that I've noticed and that I love so much is whenever I see them, no matter if it's like I leave the room for a hot second or it's been a few weeks, whenever I see them, those puppies are so excited. They can hardly contain themselves. They are yanking on the leash. They are jumping up and down. They are wanting to run and jump all over me and give me tons of licks. And it's just the cutest thing in the entire world. And it makes me feel so appreciated. Imagine if we treated each other like those puppies treat literally random strangers on the street. <laughs> Imagine how much we would feel like just loved. Imagine how loved we would feel. Romans fifteen two says, each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. You guys, being a Christian is hard. Being a believer in high school and college and whatever stage of life you're in is hard. It's really hard sometimes to go against the world to try your hardest to honor God, like that is, can be really tiring. Sometimes that can be exhausting. Sometimes you can feel defeated or hopeless. We are called to live in community with each other. We are clearly instructed to build each other up. God gives us relationships. He gives us, again, that community. He gives us friends. He gives us these certain people in our life so that we can all encourage each other and just push on working for the Lord Fighting every day to get in the word with him, fighting to make his name known, holding on so tight to our values that we know in our hearts is worth everything. It's worth everything that we have. It's not easy to live like that. Encourage the people around you, cheer them on, be their biggest cheerleaders. God is like literally obsessed with us. He's obsessed with us, He loves us. I always reference Psalm 139, but it's just so good. He knows the number of hairs on our head. He cares so much about us. We're called to reflect God, and so we should care deeply about each other. Jesus cared so much about the relationships in his life. He wept when Lazarus died. Jesus poured himself out for the people around him. He was available. He was loving. He was kind. He corrected them when that needed to happen. But he was always just gentle and loving and didn't throw people's sin in their faces. All of the letters in the New Testament are so encouraging. Paul writes over and over again how much he prays for the people in the churches that he's writing to. He encourages them before he corrects them. He loves on them. He spurs them on. He pushes them to be better, to keep going, to keep fighting the good fight, to keep running the good race. We are called to live our lives in the same way and just overflow with gratitude for the people around us. We are lights in the world full of darkness. And I think right now, especially with so much division in our communities and in our schools, and there's just so much hurt going on everywhere. We don't need to add to that. And especially as believers reflecting the love of Jesus Christ, we don't need to be adding to that hurt. We don't need to be adding to that darkness, you guys. Let's be light. Let's use our words. Let's use the breath that God has given us each day god chooses to wake us up let's use that to encourage each other to show one another love let's use that to compliment each other let's use that to compliment strangers let's use that to smile on people at the street let's be the light in a world that so desperately needs it the election's coming up and all the news is just so brutal the candidates are horrible to each other. The news stations are horrible. Everybody on Facebook, everybody's mom on Facebook, everybody's aunt and friend and high school teacher on Facebook is going off about what they believe is right, what they believe is perfect, especially regarding the election. There's just so many strong, heated comments out there. It gets exhausting saying that on your feed. What if you're the positive face that somebody sees? What if you speak the loving words over somebody who's just feeling overwhelmed by all of the darkness, by all of the hate in this world, by all of the injustice, by all of the division. Not everybody knows God. Not everybody gets to walk in the light like we do as believers. We get to carry so much joy and peace within us. Let's share that with the world. Let's reflect God in how we live. Let's show people that we do live differently, that you can be kind to each other, that there doesn't have to be ulterior motives in what we do or say that we don't need to be passive aggressive. We can be direct in a gentle way. Y'all, let's help each other reach that higher standard. Show each other Jesus's love through our words. The tongue is powerful. We are told to guard it. It can bring death or it can bring life. Use your tongue to bring life today. Use your speech to bring life today. Not easy, y'all. Rely on the Lord. Ask him to purify your heart. Ask him to give you patience, to give you self-control, to give you those fruits of the spirit and spend time in his word, letting his word change you, letting it overflow you and change your heart and shift the evil to light. Let's be a part of heaven on earth. Let's love each other and love each other well. And let's use our words to build each other up. I have another three awesome songs to recommend to y'all this week. So the first one is Yes, I Will by Vertical Worship. This song is super upbeat and encouraging. It's all about yes, I will praise your name no matter what else is going on. I think it's really that positive thing that we need to hear. Another song that I want to recommend is Promises by Maverick City Music. This song just speaks of the faithfulness of God. It just makes my heart sing and I'm sure that it will reach y'alls as well. Finally, the last song that I want to recommend to you guys is I Could Sing of Your Love Forever by Shane and Shane. Listen to some of these lyrics. Oh, I feel like dancing. It's foolishness, I know. But when the world has seen the light, they will dance with joy like we are dancing now. Guys, go out this week. Be that light. Be that encouragement to people around you. As always, I'm praying for you guys daily. Thank you so much for listening. I just hope that God is glorified, that his name is made bigger through words like honey, and that y'all feel more encouraged to walk with him. I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.